What's up, everybody? Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where the main focus is helping coaches that are inconsistently under that 10K per month mark work through the mindset, the emotional, basically the human side to normalizing 10K months before working on the marketing tactics to stabilize them. So 10K norm, that is the main focus. And today, what we're looking at is going to be part of a multi-episode series specifically on how perfectionism gets in the way of normalizing those 10K months. And as always, uh, there are additional notes, resources, trainings, uh, sometimes worksheets, sometimes bonus videos on 10knorm.com for each and every episode. So if you're interested in going deep into perfectionism and how it affects normalizing 10K months, just go to 10knorm.com and get all the full catalog of those um, downloaded uh, for free. And uh, this multi-part series is going to be on perfectionism. We're going to look at the various different parts of it. And the last episode is going to be all about how to work through it. I'll, I'll walk you through a process that we go through in the full 10K Norm program to actually um, work through the like what perfectionism isn't for you, how it affects you, etc. If you're a coach that uh, needs to work through that or if you want to use to work through with your clients. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to dive right into it. If you are watching this on YouTube or on video, you can see me go through the notes. Um, those, like I said, you can download tankandorm.com if you're just listening to it. Um, well, hope you enjoy <laughs> my voice. All right. So perfectionism. Okay. So first things first, we want to break down... Um, how I would view perfectionism, and I think how it's uh, viewed a little too narrowly by a lot of people. So first things first, we treat perfectionism as a character trait, right? So many times people will say, well, I'm a perfectionist. That's why I do X, Y, and Z. I'm a perfectionist. That's what gets in the way of me releasing the content that I know I should be releasing. That's what gets in the way of me mattering to the people that need me most. Um, it just takes me so long to do something. I need deadlines. I need the pressure of, hey, I got to release this thing. I've been procrastinating for a long time. That's because I'm a perfectionist. Like there is an inherent identity around, hey, I'm a perfectionist. Therefore, I can't do anything about it. It's almost like, hey, I'm tall or hey, I'm short. Hey, this is my, you know, I don't know, whatever hair color, right? Like it, it almost, we talk about it as something that we are almost born with like it's a character trait that is unchangeable and similarly uh like it's a condition that we're plagued with that ails us like i've always been plagued with perfectionism it, it's something that i always had growing up as a kid you know my parents always expect a lot out of me i couldn't you know had to do everything to get that a that's how i developed being a, a perfectionist right it's, it's the same way that People talk about like, oh, I have, uh, you know, this reoccurring injury because I, I always used to train this particular way or I did this sport. That's why my knees now hurt, right? Like it's a condition that you kind of can't get away from. And uh, what I would want to start with is to challenge that notion because 
if it is a character trait, it, if it is a condition, right, that is imparted on you, uh, it becomes really hard. It becomes almost like a blind spot to actually think about changing that thing about you, right? We often forget that identity is something that's malleable, right? We are not the same person we were in high school, and we're not going to be the same person when we're 80, right? Our identity changes, right? Some people will argue that personality uh, stays, but I think what stays is what you repeat. So identity is very malleable. And if you've ever read uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits, like he talks about how like identity is this thing where you just constantly add votes to, right? And he talks about habits in terms of that as well. But it's like what I repeat is what I vote for. What I voted for most, okay, is the part that wins. And ultimately, it's the accumulation of a lot of things that end up creating your identity. So if your identity is perfectionism, it is to your detriment. It is very victim mentality to consider it as this is who I am and it cannot be changed. It can be changed. It is part of your identity. And as a result, if you begin to vote for different things, then you can begin to change it. So um, in the 10K Norm program and what I'll be going through in many different uh, episodes, it's we have to realize that we have the power of choice. And by identifying with perfectionism, a character trait or a condition that ails us, we fail to realize the power of choice we inherently have to change and to veto all of these things, right? So there's nothing set about perfectionism other than what we choose to set, other than what we choose to identify with, and most importantly, other than what we choose to practice. So for practicing perfectionism, that's exactly what we're going to get, and ultimately we're going to be paralyzed by it. So that's the first thing, right? We don't have to be a victim to this label. And, you know, for those of you that have ever worked with or have uh, experience with um, like individuals that have like fixable ailments that let's just say have a big lifestyle component. Okay. I'm not saying like it's the only cause, but that have a lifestyle component, they'll oftentimes identify with their condition as a permanent thing, right? Like, let's just take a look at type two diabetes, for example, right? So for those of you who don't know, I owned a uh, weight, like brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years. And, you know, I, I dive deep into a lot of these kind of weight related lifestyle issues. And for something like type two diabetes, and this is obviously staying very simplistic, but regardless of, you know, what the medical intervention is, oftentimes the impediment to the lifestyle intervention, which you know is directly within the person's control, uh, falters simply because they identify, well, I'm now a diabetic, therefore I have to stay a diabetic. I think it's the exact same thing with perfectionism because we fail, we relegate, we give away the power to the label only to open up to the fact that then we become a victim to the label, right? So as long as you stay anchored in, I'm a perfectionist, you're kind of repeating that I cannot actually change. It's going to be very hard to move towards normalizing 10K months if all the time 
you're waiting for the perfect thing to release because it's not going to be any one like marketing thing you're ever going to release that ultimately gets you consistent 10K months. It is the cumulative effect of imperfect things that is going to get you there, move you there and uh, propel you forward. Okay, so that's number one. And uh, the alternative definition that I would like to throw your way is uh, this. So perfectionism is a coin made out of nothing where one side is failure and the other side is ideal. Okay, I'm gonna say that again, uh, especially if you don't have it on screen, uh, if not watching this on YouTube. Perfectionism, perfectionism is a coin made out of nothing where one side is failure and the other side is ideal, okay? So we're gonna look at this uh, backwards. We're gonna look at the sides of the coin first, and we're gonna look at what I mean by nothing, okay? So the failure side of the coin is, instead of looking at perfectionism as an identity, if we begin to look at it as, well, what if it's just a label that masks my discomfort or my definition or my relationship to failure, okay? If I'm always going down the road of having to be perfect of perfectionism, then I never really have to face failure, okay? Because ultimately, if I can release something that I will deem perfect enough to release, and in this instance, I'm talking about like, Perfection that stands in the way of uh, like marketing, right? That stands in the way of somebody, a coach who is not at 10K months, consistently putting stuff out there uh, that gets them to consistent 10K months. If you are always waiting for perfect, then as Seth Godin says, you're never really shipping. You're, you're never really putting stuff out there and letting reality tell you this is good this is not good, this gets the response that I want, right? And, and one of the things that uh, we always go back to in the 10K Norm program is like you let reality judge results, you don't judge the results ahead of time. Meaning when it comes to marketing, right? We wanna instill this iterative process where we're releasing stuff, letting reality, okay? And you can define reality here as my, audience as how many people buy my offer as um you know what's the engagement like the, the, there's various different ways with which you can choose the criteria to judge reality but let reality tell you hey this like this was good for this thing this is what the feedback from reality was i don't need to judge it ahead of time i don't need to you know think will people hate this will people not hate this will they like this like that's irrelevant because it's reality that judges it, right? Another way you can think of it is it's the market that judges it. So don't say no on the market's behalf before you even release something. The failure side of the perfectionism coin tends to be the biggest impediment to that. I'm afraid of the things that I believe about this thing that I will put out. Therefore, I never put it out because I'm constantly uh, chasing the perfectionist part about it. Okay, 
And in the fourth uh, installment of this, where I go into how to work through this, um, so in that video and in that episode, I'm going to walk through how do you actually overcome this. The, these first three episodes are simply about breaking down kind of the, the, the theory of it. And then the works and everything you can download at 10knorm.com. Um, but it really comes down to the first side of that failure coin is I have to admit that there is an element of I'm scared to fail. I don't know how to deal with the discomfort of uh, something not working as I expected. Um, and my relationship to that not working out, like I can't be okay with this thing not being okay. That is really the game that's going on here. Perfectionism ends up being the label, right? It ends up being one side of that coin, right? So the perfect thing to release doesn't actually exist, right? So you can't actually release anything that is perfect. And ultimately, um, because that doesn't exist, then you're always going to have that be a threat to your sense of self. Okay. So I'm going to botch that because I was kind of going through the notes, which are a little off, but let me, let me, <laughs> let me break that down again in the spirit of not being perfect. Okay. That that's kind of how this whole thing started. Um, so what a, what a perfect example of that. Okay. If you're afraid of failure, consciously or unconsciously, you give it the label of perfectionism. Okay. It's, it's a much prettier label than like, I, I hate to fail because th there's an inherent failure in that. Ultimately, we got to realize is the game that you need to play isn't a game to like, how do I not be a perfectionist? It's how do I develop a sense of self that isn't threatened by the feedback of reality? Right? So if I'm looking at, let's just say what I'm putting out right now, I could spend a lot of time making these episodes, quote unquote, perfect, right? This whole thing that I'm doing, this whole, you know, episode, podcast, whatever, this whole content, it, it's extremely bare bones, right? Like I'm recording this on a $25 microphone. I'm literally in my office just recording this off of Loom. I have no intro music. I have no fancy clothes. Like I'm literally, you know, wearing what I would wear around the house right? I'm putting this out there to let reality judge its efficacy. Do people find this um, useful? What is their feedback of it? Right? That, that's really what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the views per se. It's one of the metrics. Um, so my relationship to releasing this has nothing to do with my self-worth right? Like let reality judge it. And then based off of that feedback, I'll decide what to do next. So developing the sense of I'm not threatened by what the outcome is, allows you to not be threatened by failure, which allows you to rely on reality to give you feedback, which allows you not to judge it ahead of time, which then means I can begin to release myself from perfectionism, I can then begin to put stuff out there consistently enough to generate those 10K months, right? So this is why the whole theme of this is we normalize with what we think, feel, and act and do 
on a day-to-day basis before we stabilize with the marketing tech because the marketing tech doesn't necessarily matter like you can get the same result through you know youtube videos instagram posts or whatever this is what it ultimately comes down to okay so number one side of the coin is the failure side okay the flip side of that is the ideal side okay so ideal doesn't exist yet we set because again okay so backtrack again just like perfect doesn't exist right because we're afraid of failure the opposite of that is well no i just have like high standards i only going to release ideal um but it then becomes ideal for who and ideal for what it is still the ultimate target that determines the criteria and definition of ideal like what is the ideal instagram post right is it ideal engagement is it ideal buys is it ideal likes like what what is ideal right so it's ideal actually when you break it down becomes okay well what's the objective and an objective is totally different than the ideal right ideal is essentially perfect like it can't be any different it can only be this because it is ideal so it is ideal for a particular objective and that's important but we don't break it down that way because we'll lie to ourselves through this label of perfectionism that no i just have high standards i I have to release things that are great okay then it comes down to how's that working for you right if you're always having these high standards and you're not hitting like you're not normalizing 10k months or whatever your your goal is then if it's not working for you it's actually less than ideal right the ideal part which is the perfectionism part is actually working against you uh quite a bit so if ideal doesn't exist and we're setting idealistic demands and we label them as high standards that can ultimately never be met to like that fullest potential then not only are we playing a losing game if we quote unquote reach it it leaves us exhausted okay so the this is the flip side of the coin right the fear of failure part that part oftentimes like we're just paralyzed by the thing and we just don't end up like it's just inaction right we're paralyzed by it so we never ship we never release things we, we never put ourselves out there okay the flip side of the coin is the ideal part where we're using uh perfectionism to go so deep into the execution where it's not even because think about it over delivering um isn't the same as overextending right if somebody is paying me for something or like let's just say this is free and i want to over deliver so i want to give you you know all that i know for free so that you can decide what to do with that afterwards great that, that's a conscious choice right but if i did everything i could in every single episode to solve every single problem i would just be overextending myself and it would go nowhere because it would just be this convoluted mess right so if all i need to do to move towards normalizing 10k months is consistently put out you know content or whatever that speaks to the people that need me most then that's all i need to do right but if overexerting myself where i'm now answering every question i'm talking to every single person and 
you know, I'm trying not to offend anybody and, and I'm trying not to stand for one particular thing and, and I'm covering all of the bases and every like T and I is crossed and everything is is covered. And I'm trying to control for everything so that, you know, it's never like quote unquote bad. Then really you're just exhausting yourself by labeling it as high standards because I'm a perfectionist. Ultimately, that 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 doesn't give you what you ultimately want, right? Like if you can achieve a same or similar effect with 30% of the energy and effort, you're wasting 70%, right? Like there's literally no point. Like now you're just creating leaks in your energetic bucket that doesn't leave you any fulfillment, satisfaction, etc. So really it just comes down to it's the flip side of the same coin. In both instances, I'm trying to get my sense of self-worth from something that is too idealistic, right? Because I'm so afraid of not putting out the perfect thing, I never do anything, or I'm so afraid that I put out anything less than absolutely and utterly perfect or ideal, I end up exhausting myself at the core of that is my sense of self-worth, my sense of value, my sense of worthiness is dependent on something external, okay? That is at the root of the label. And if you realize it's my sense of self, so I control my sense of self, it is part of the identity that we said that we can cast votes for. So ultimately that's what it comes down to. And it's important, this is why I start this whole series with this, is when you realize what the thing is, then you can begin to play the right game, right? So yes, you can do tactics to like, you know, okay, I'm going to ship before I'm ready. Um, I'm going to set a number of, uh, you know, posts that I'm going to release regardless. Um, I'm going to aim for imperfect. Tactically, those are all fine. And, uh, you know, if you can exercise the willpower to overcome the resistance that you're going to get through that, great. I, I, that's way better than either or, right? Or on the flip side, you know, I'm going to try and do like less and just release stuff. I'm not going to try to make everything perfect. I'm going to try and be okay with, um, you know, no response or whatever, right? Or imperfect action, that, that kind of thing. Also great. But ultimately to transcend, right, this label, this bit of perfectionism, you're going to need to do some of the deeper work to honor your own sense of self before, um, like th that is underneath the perfectionism label, okay? And that leads us to the last part of this definition, which is uh, the made of nothing, right? So to kind of come back to the first part, so perfectionism coin made of nothing where one side's failure and the other side is ideal so we went through what the failure side and the ideal side is but now perfectionism is a coin made out of nothing so both of the things that i just described failure and ideal the result of both is nothing right in the failure side when we're too scared to actually release anything ultimately we get nothing from that right? Like it, there, there's no action there to produce a result. So 
The result is nothing comes out. The other side, you could argue, is a little bit better. Um, it it releases some like stuff that you know is perfect and ideal, and so much effort goes into it. But ultimately, it's nothing because none of the things that matter come out of it. There's no sense of fulfillment. There's an overexertion um, because you're exhausted. Too much energy is put into things that don't yield the results that you want. So it's ultimately the same thing, which is you get nothing out of it, right? Even if you do the stuff and you get to 10K months, exhausted, hating your life, being miserable because you're just putting over energy into everything, it's ultimately nothing, right? Like you would have been better off making 5K a month while having time to yourself and enjoying yourself and enjoying the process then you are being miserable, right? So it's like getting the thing at the expense of yourself is still really nothing, right? Now, which one of those is better? Which one you want to choose? That's completely up to you. But what I'm getting at is you're still holding the same coin and arguing for either side, right? So when it comes to it's a coin made out of nothing, it results in nothing that we inherently want, right? Either we do nothing and nothing gets created. So that's on the failure side, right? Because we're paralyzed by all of the, the fears and the lack of self-worth behind that, right? We do nothing, right? So that's the one side. Or we do it all and we're left with nothing satisfying because the cost of it is ourself, Right. Even if the work is there, even if the result is there, but it's costing us ourselves our satisfaction with it, then it's not really worth doing. Right. You've you've played and won the wrong game. So ultimately, perfection is a coin that's just made of nothing and it's got these two sides to it. Right. So that's kind of the ultimate point that uh we're describing here. So uh for this episode, this is kind of like an intro to perfectionism there's going to be two others that i'm going to dive into you know further on the failure side further on the idealistic side what that actually means what the right game to play is and what i mean by the right game to play is it's like if you're looking for like superficial ways to like get through perfectionism so you know five second rule or um you know imperfect action or you know feel the fear do it anyway those are all great um i think they have their time and place but i think ultimately it's like scaffolding it, it is a temporary solution to hold up a structure that ultimately can't uh sustain it on its own transcendence is what we're looking for and i think to normalize and stabilize 10k months for coaches it comes down to if perfectionism is like a thing for you then you you really have to do the inner work to transcend that then the marketing piece becomes easy to stabilize 10k months becomes just a, a matter of execution but you don't have the drama that's standing in the way of that all right so the next two episodes are going to go into a deep dive on the failure and on the um, ideal side. And then the last episode uh, is going to go through pretty much a live example of how do you work through these. Okay. So all of the notes, all of the worksheets, all of the bonus videos, the full catalog for every single episode is available at 10knorm.com. So you can download that for free. 
Um, so if you're listening to these and you want to take notes, uh, literally you just have the Google Docs for all of them. You could just do that directly. Um, and if you want to follow along on the last episode and work through the perfectionism, same thing, go to 10knorm.com and you can download that particular worksheet and uh, go through it yourself. All right. Peace out, everybody.